Welcome to the Bible in a Year with Manna. I'm your host, Uriah Beagle, and with me today is Trafina Beagle. Join us as we experience God's Word together and grow in our relationship with Him. Today we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Bible. The reading plan we're following is the One Year Chronological Bible. Today is day number 48, and we'll be reading from the book of Leviticus, chapters 4 through 6. Let's dive in. Leviticus chapter 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to do as follows with one who sins unintentionally against any of the Lord's commandments and does what is forbidden by them. If the anointed priest sins, bringing guilt on the people, he must bring to the Lord a young bull without blemish as a sin offering for the sin he has committed. He must bring the bull to the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord, lay his hand on the bull's head, and slaughter it before the Lord. Then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood and bring it into the tent of meeting. The priest is to dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary. The priest must then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of fragrant incense that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting, and he is to pour out the rest of the bull's blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then he shall remove all the fat from the bowl of the sin offering, the fat that covers the entrails, all the fat that is on them, both the kidneys with the fat that is on them near the loins and the lobe of the liver, which he is to remove with the kidneys, just as the fat is removed from the ox of the peace offering. Then the priest shall burn them on the altar of burnt offering. But the hide of the bull and all its flesh with its head and legs and its entrails and dung all the rest of the bull he must take outside the camp to the ceremonially clean place where the ashes are poured out, and there he must burn it on a wood fire on the ash heap. Now, if the whole congregation of Israel strays unintentionally and the matter escapes the notice of the assembly so that they violate any of the Lord's commandments and incur guilt by doing what is forbidden, when they become aware of the sin they have committed, then the assembly must bring a young bull as a sin offering and present it before the tent of meeting. The elders of the congregation are to lay their hands on the bull's head before the Lord, and it shall be slaughtered before the Lord. Then the anointed priest is to bring some of the bull's blood into the tent of meeting, and he is to dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil. He is also to put some of the blood on the horns of the altar that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting, and he must pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and he is to remove all the fat from it and burn it on the altar. He shall offer this bowl just as he did the bowl of the sin offering. In this way the priest shall make atonement on their behalf, and they will be forgiven." Then he is to take the bull outside the camp and burn it just as he burned the first bull. It is the sin offering for the assembly. When a leader sins unintentionally and does what is prohibited by any of the commandments of the Lord his God, he incurs guilt. When he becomes aware of the sin he has committed, he must bring an unblemished male goat as his offering. He is to lay his hand on the head of the goat and slaughter it at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered before the Lord. It is a sin offering. Then the priest is to take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering and pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. 
he must burn all its fat on the altar like the fat of the peace offering. Thus the priest will make atonement for that man's sin, and he will be forgiven. And if one of the common people sins unintentionally and does what is prohibited by any of the Lord's commandments, he incurs guilt. When he becomes aware of the sin he has committed, he must bring an unblemished female goat as his offering for that sin. He is to lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place of the burnt offering. Then the priest is to take some of its blood with his finger, put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he is to remove all the fat just as it was removed from the peace offering, and the priest is to burn it on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. In this way the priest will make atonement for him, and he will be forgiven. If, however, he brings a lamb as a sin offering, he must bring an unblemished female, and he is to lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it as a sin offering at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. Then the priest is to take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. And he shall remove all the fat, just as the fat of the lamb is removed from the peace offerings. And he shall burn it on the altar, along with the offering made by fire to the Lord. In this way the priest will make atonement for him, for the sin he has committed, and he will be forgiven. Leviticus 5. If someone sins by failing to testify when he hears a public charge about something he has witnessed, whether he has seen it or learned of it, he shall bear the iniquity. Or if a person touches anything unclean, whether the carcass of any unclean wild animal or livestock or crawling creature, even if he is unaware of it, he is unclean and guilty. Or if he touches human uncleanliness, anything by which one becomes unclean, even if he is unaware of it, when he realizes it, he is guilty. Or if someone swears thoughtlessly with his lips to do anything good or evil, in whatever a man may rashly pronounce an oath, even if he is unaware of it, when he realizes it, he is guilty in the matter. If someone incurs guilt in one of these ways, he must confess the sin he has committed, and he must bring his guilt offering to the Lord for the sin he has committed, a female lamb or goat from the flock as a sin offering, and the priest will make atonement for him concerning his sin. If, however, he cannot afford a lamb, he may bring to the Lord as restitution for his sin two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. He is to bring them to the priest who shall first present the one for the sin offering. He is to twist its head in at the front of its neck without severing it. Then he is to sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar while the rest of the blood is drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. And the priest must prepare the second bird as a burnt offering according to the ordinance. In this way, the priest will make atonement for him for the sin he has committed, and he will be forgiven. If he cannot afford two turtle doves or two young pigeons, he may bring a tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a sin offering. He must not put olive oil or frankincense on it because it is a sin offering. He is to bring it to the priest who shall take a handful from it as a memorial portion and burn it on the altar atop the offerings made by a fire to the Lord. It is a sin offering. 
In this way, the priest will make atonement for him for any of these sins he has committed, and he will be forgiven. The remainder will belong to the priest, like the grain offering. Then the Lord said to Moses, If someone acts unfaithfully and sins unintentionally against any of the Lord's holy things, he must bring his guilt offering to the Lord, an unblemished ram from the flock of proper value in silver shekels according to the sanctuary shekel. It is a guilt offering. Regarding any holy thing he has harmed, he must make restitution by adding a fifth of its value to it and giving it to the priest who will make atonement on his behalf with the ram as a guilt offering, and he will be forgiven. If someone sins and violates any of the Lord's commandments, even though he was unaware, he is guilty and shall bear his punishment. He is to bring the priest an unblemished ram of proper value from the flock as a guilt offering. Then the priest will make atonement on his behalf for the wrong he has committed in ignorance, and he will be forgiven. It is a guilt offering. He was certainly guilty before the Lord. Leviticus chapter 6. And the Lord said to Moses, If someone sins and acts unfaithfully against the Lord by deceiving his neighbor in regard to a deposit or security entrusted to him, or stolen, or if he extorts his neighbor, or finds lost property and lies about it and swears falsely, or if he commits any such sin the man might commit. Once he has sinned and becomes guilty, he must return what he has stolen or taken by extortion or the deposit entrusted to him or the lost property he found, or anything else about which he has sworn falsely. He must make restitution in full, add a fifth of the value, and pay it to the owner on the day he acknowledges his guilt. Then he must bring to the priest his guilt offering to the Lord, an unblemished ram of proper value from the flock. In this way the priest will make atonement for him before the Lord, and he will be forgiven for anything he may have done to incur guilt. Then the Lord said to Moses, Command Aaron and his sons that this is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering is to remain on the hearth of the altar all night until morning, and the fire must be kept burning on the altar. And the priest shall put on his linen robe and linen undergarments, and he shall remove from the altar the ashes of the burnt offering that the fire has consumed, and place them beside it. Then he must take off his garments, put on other clothes, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a ceremonially clean place. The fire of the altar shall be kept burning. It must not be extinguished. Every morning the priest is to add wood to the fire, arrange the burnt offering on it, and take the fat portions of the peace offering on it. The fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It must not be extinguished. Now, this is the law of the grain offering. Aaron's son shall present it before the Lord in front of the altar. The priest is to remove a handful of fine flour and olive oil, together with all the frankincense from the grain offering, and burn the memorial portion on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Aaron and his sons are to eat the remainder. It must be eaten without leaven in a holy place. They are to eat it in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. It must not be baked with leaven. I have assigned it as their portion of my offerings made by fire. It is most holy like the sin offering and the guilt offering. Any male among the sons of Aaron's may eat it. This is a permanent portion from the offerings made by fire to the Lord for the generations to come. Anything that touches them will become holy. Then the Lord said to Moses, 
This is the offering that Aaron and his sons must present to the Lord on the day he is anointed, a tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a regular grain offering, half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening. It shall be prepared with oil on a griddle. You are to bring it well kneaded and presented as a grain offering broken in pieces, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The priest, who is one of Aaron's sons and will be anointed to take his place, is to prepare it. As a permanent portion for the Lord, it must be burned completely. Every grain offering for a priest shall be burned completely. It is not to be eaten. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons that this is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered, the sin offering shall be slaughtered before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it shall eat it. It must be eaten in a holy place in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. Anything that touches its flesh will become holy, and if any blood is splattered on a garment, you must wash it in a holy place. The clay pot in which the sin offering is boiled must be broken. If it is boiled in a bronze pot, the pot must be scoured and rinsed with water. Any male among the priests may eat it. It is most holy. But no sin offering may be eaten if its blood has been brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place. It must be burned. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being our sin offering and the one offering to cover all of our transgressions and the transgressions of our leaders and those who would come to you and seek you for forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Day 48, we learn about a couple of different offerings here, and there's some interesting differences between your status and what you had to offer amongst the tribes. So if mm-hmm. you were priest, there was a, a type of offering that you had to give, a bowl. And then if you were a leader, similarly, you're being expected to have performed higher, so there is more cost when you do actually sin, even if it's inadvertent. And then the commoner was given much less that they had to offer up. So, again, we, we go back into that burden of leadership in the church, how they are expected to lead people in the right way and not in the wrong ways, and that they're, they're judged harshly for it. Yeah, they're held to a much higher standard as a leader. But then we keep going into more different types of offerings. What's the difference between all those? Mm-hmm. So the grain offering is a voluntary offering that you just wanted to present to the Lord. That has no, there's nothing attached to it. And then if you have a an inadvertent sin, if you were unknowingly sinning, then you would give the sin offering. However, if you purposefully sinned or if you knew that something was sinful and you did it anyway, you would then offer the guilt offering. Even when it's talking about those, God considers those who have less and are less fortunate and that he offers different types of offerings that can be given up, Mm -hmm. such as the female goat and then the two turtle doves or the two young pigeons and then a tenth of an ephah of fine flour. So if you don't have any meat to give, basically, which is the highest currency at this time, one of the highest currencies at this time, then you can just give grain. Yeah. And even though with those, the laws and how they're preventative and repentive. So there's the concept of 
if you're if you committed one of these guilt sins, so you stole or you treated someone inappropriately and and took from them, that when it's found out, you have to give back the property plus a fifth to that person, but that doesn't get you right with God. You still had to then take your offering to the tabernacle and offer up a sacrifice. So I want you to think about this as listeners, as followers of Jesus, the fact that Again, if you commit a sin daily, daily think about the sins that you commit. May it be tiny sins or bigger sins. All sins are created equal. So from here, think about what you would have had to do after every single occurrence of a sin. And think about how that price has been paid across the board by Jesus' sacrifice. What a great way to end on another redemptive story of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and all the ways he's interceded and come through for us as the one-time sacrifice for us. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to being with you tomorrow for day number 49 of the Bible in a Year with Manna.